You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, we're back. I missed Lowell's last week. I think the second show I've missed uh, in about a year and a half. Brian will probably lever, never let me forget it. We have a special guest here tonight, Brian. It is Big T from Unfair Sports. How are we doing, Big? Wow. What an honor. According to my boy, he always posts that picture of me with the Roto Grinders logo. So it might be from Roto Grinders. Who knows? Well, I mean, it is your logo. It's on my phone. <laughs> it shows Roto Grinders. So it is the funniest glitch on DraftKings. <laughs> I, tons of people message it too, so tons of people still see it that way. I, what I, are I'll, some of the other ones? There's I'll other people too that have the old logos. I refuse to update my phone just for the bit. I had the same thing because I had a my man's logo was showing on mine forever. Cause I didn't, you have to update the entire app to get it to show yeah. correctly. So all my screenshots would, uh, would have man's there for, for ages, but I assume big T that that's what I should just be rocking all the time. Anyways. Right. It's my yeah. man's avatar. I, I will forever know you as man's and yeah, I'm on a golf trip right now. You know, I got my man's coin in the golf bag. Like always. Are you using it as a, as a ball marker? Uh, every round of my life. That's awesome. Wait, so wait, so where are you right now playing golf? Some uh, shithole resort in Kentucky where we play 36 holes a day for the next three days, like a Ryder Cup type tournament. Isn't shithole uh, and resort in Kentucky kind of redundant? Yeah. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. It goes. It goes a little hand in hand. <laughs> is this a is this a company trip? Who are you with? No, it's just it's family. It's called the family and friends. So we got a trophy and 16 of us. So N no company though. Yeah. Do you get uh you get pretty loaded for those rounds? Oh yeah. Yeah. I I'm scared to turn my computer. Yeah, there's tons of alcohol. And some gummies too. We got a little gummies in the action. This should be a fun little weekend. I mean, I don't mind I'm bad enough playing golf, bad enough playing golf with a buzz. I can't even imagine with a few gummies. How do you pull that off? 
The gummies relax you a little bit, though. You get out there, get zoned in. I mean, you can't go too crazy to where you're, like, falling asleep in the cart or something. But if you get that perfect number, you're good to go. There you go. Brian, have you ever uh, golfed under the influence of gummies? Not gummies, but under the influence, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You don't, you, Do you smoke, Brian? What? Marijuana. <laughs> never. You've never? never? No, no. No, not really, no. Okay. All no right. gummies either? Nothing? No, I, I'm not opposed to it. <laughs> if someone yeah. offered it to me and the time was right, I don't like if, if I'm gonna get like messed up, it's like always alcohol. Okay, it's a good yeah. way to go. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's it's not as frequent as it used to be. So, like, uh, when it does happen, it's like, well, I'm gonna drink, I'm not gonna. Okay, I was worried it was maybe because you're afraid of the police state, you know, kind of giving you a frisking when finding your marijuana. <laughs> yeah, you should be. <laughs> it should be. Um. So, Big T, you you messaged uh, Brick a few weeks ago. You said you got to you got to get me on Lowell's. What what's the deal? Uh, here? You got some takes. It's to been get no. It's just been very hurtful that I see you guys every week. You bring like I'm I'm like 147th on the list of guests. I mean, we were on a basketball team together. I picked you number one overall. I'm just very. It's very hurtful that I haven't been invited yet. Well. First of all, we actually don't even book most of our guests. Ricky D two weeks ago uh, messaged us to come on to the show. So I guess I should just put this out there. If you want to come on Lulz, just slide into the DMs uh, and be a successful uh, DFS player. That also helps. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that part. I, I, you should have clarified that. I don't know if I could come on. Well, I, I guess if you have a lot of Twitter out. followers, that counts too. That's yeah. like the Siege's requirement. Yeah. That's you guys too? You got to have the minimum number? <laughs> <laughs> like i'm still trying to unpack that so did someone from there say like siege you can bring five people provided they all have a big following and tweet out how great the experience is is that what we think happened i'm not really sure what happened in my i life. didn't i didn't look into it too closely my guess was like interpreting interpreting it like charitably is like if you say over five thousand twitter followers like the odds of the guy's gonna kill you is pretty low, you know. I mean, like a rando. <laughs> you you think Siege has to worry about doxing himself to randos? He needs to go into this private club with an entourage. I bet there's. I bet the over under on people out there willing to kill Siege is at least two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> a couple a couple years ago, I was in Vegas that weekend for uh, fantasy football drafts, and we got invited to, I think it was the FFWC penthouse party, and I walk in, and none other than Siege just saddled up at the bar, you know? I mean, he's the king of Vegas is what I'm learning here. I agree. Every time I've been there with him, he is the king. That's right. Um, isn't, he, isn't he a St. Louis guy? He spends oh, he's definitely from St. Louis, but he yeah. goes to Vegas for all these drafts. I bet he spends over a month a year in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the other thing, Big T, about the invite, I mean, it was it was probably a year ago. It was when we had the big Osimo versus Empire Maker uh high stakes, and and Blake went on your guys' show and uh who Hoop was, I think, talking a little bit of shit about us, and you were pretending like you didn't even know us on that show. No, stop. What did I say? You, I, I didn't you, pretend you, like I didn't you, know you. No. Hoop was going Run the tape. On that show, and you just got real quiet, and you didn't say anything. 
I mean, I didn't defend you guys, but I also didn't <laughs> pretend like I didn't know you. I was in the middle ground. Oh, no, you you acted like you said I you were on the state basketball team, and then it was like you never even knew me. No, not not true at all. The only time I've ever given you shit is when you kept posting those videos. The What were they called? The When you're, like, in a damn trash can and, like, popping your head. What are those things you, you were doing called? videos that people love on the Internet. <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah. Yeah. And then you told me I wasn't allowed to post screenshots without the number or whatever we were saying. Yeah, it, it kind of cuts both ways, the things we're doing yeah. to go viral on the Internet. Right, Big T? I, I'm all for it. I'm I'm a fan of the the laws. Yeah. What a yeah. So what a have you been listening to our show? What made you want to pop on and chop it up? Because I like you guys. What I can't want to come on the show. I mean, if I like you too, and I mean, it's just it's a fun show to come on, have a drink, partake a little bit here. Did you listen to uh, the Ricky D show? I did not because I actually don't like it. I, I like a lot of people, but. He's one of those people I actually don't like that much. He just <laughs> he just talks shit. Did he talk shit about me on there? I, no. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say Ricky D is like ushered in this new Zen version of himself? Has he? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. He's he's into uh, into the outdoors and uh, oh, he's, thinking he, about thinking about gambling and stuff. He did he did another podcast with uh, Matic. The, he did the take cast too. Uh, did you guys either? You guys listen to that one? Yeah, I just love that Davis had to get our sloppy seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Blender too, um, but yeah, he's he's definitely on this 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 uh, this quest. It seems like a little bit. He's less anti-tout now. Because, yeah, this kid played up. Yo, Did you hear that? There's a bunch of people just came in there. But, yeah, you're, yeah, you're good. So, uh, What's yeah. what what's what's good with you these days? Because are you are you grinding? I see you grinding the baseball slates. You're 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 just yeah. living the DFS dream. I've always been a grinder. I, I like playing every day. Playing the I like playing all the sports. Like I like following my boy Brick. A Brick freaking ships all the cheese every night. I like following his path. I yeah. wish never hit a, a millie maker. You don't need to hit a milli when you ship 100K every week. <laughs> no, you still need a milli occasionally. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, it yeah, I mean, hurt. I like the grind. Rick likes the grind, too. I like the grind. See, but you you both love the grind, but you go on vacations, Big T. This is a, a hot I still topic. play, though. Like, yeah, no, I still play, though. I don't take off days ever. Like, even today, I was driving all day doing stuff. I still get in all the contests, and I still grind. I don't take off. Even last week, we the family, we took the kids to Disney. We were there for a week, and I still played every day, grinded, even during the All-Star break. How, how, Got how a freaking kidney off? stone, too. Have you ever had a kidney stone? No. God, it wasn't fun. It was rough. That sounds horrible. When you say you're gr- like in those environments, are you just making lineups on your phone or are you? No, like I, yeah, at the computer. And I mean, not every single day at the computer, but most days. Yeah. The wife's on the wife's on the same page with it. She, she knows. That's right. That's how that's how the uh, the sausage gets made. <laughs> There's no doubt. What's, uh, what are what's you doing? Going? I want to know what you're doing. Are you going to establish the run? What are all these rumors? Like, are you doing content for them? What am I hearing? I'm a full-time TikTok star now. Yeah, well, you're already that, so I yeah. want to know what you're what you're doing currently. That was what you're you've always been. 
Uh, thank you for acknowledging that. Um, I'm I'm all over the place. I'm doing my own YouTube, making some videos uh, for them. Uh, yeah, we're we're full time now doing uh, doing content. I love it. Yeah, uh, on the rise. I don't know about that. We'll see. Uh, Definitely on the rise. Well, I'm still kind of a I'm a DFS poser because I, I really only play NFL. I've I've tried to dabble, but I just don't have the love for the all sport grind like you two. I don't have you don't love. Need it. <laughs> <laughs> no, love. No, no, who the, cares? The grind itself, not even setting aside the sports. You guys love the process of every day making making lineups. I, I like do money. for sure. <laughs> exactly. And the more you play, I mean, the more you play, the more not that you're going to win because we all have streaks where we go the other way. But I don't know. The more the more I play, the more I feel like it's going to go up for sure. What is your like, what is what's the big T state of the union on DFS? What's the current landscape of of the games and stuff uh, right now? I think it's better than ever. It might be uh, not a popular take, but I think it is. So many of the top players stop playing. <laughs> so I at least for me, I've had a few good years along the last six or seven. But, oh, obviously this year with the Millie. But even if you take the Millie out this year, it's still been one of my better my best years so far from the other hits because you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it's because so many people stop playing. <laughs> like the games are just easier now. I think. You, I mean, yeah, some guys have stopped playing. Like the Burrito Brothers aren't playing baseball. Did you know, I'm assuming you noticed that. Yeah. That's that's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, yeah, it's awesome. Who, who else quit? Are you talking about? I mean, tons of people like CSU. All, all of like the crew that. I talk to more doesn't really play all that much. I mean, I don't even think like Empire and Bryce are playing all that much. So I don't know. Like I, without actually looking at the list, uh, there's a ton of people though, that I think used to play a ton that don't play anymore or at least don't play a ton anymore. So it feels like you lost some of the sharks at the top, but there, there's still a lot of casual people that are playing. I mean, the contests are filling every day. The contests are just as big as ever. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's easier. Maybe it's just that things have clicked a little more for me this year. But it has to be something to do with the games being a little softer, too. What do you think, Brian? I, I mean, I would say it's – I mean, obviously it's my opinion that I, I definitely don't think it's easier. I think it's harder. Like we're comparing to, say, let's say 2017 or something, right? Like Yeah, not to the early, early days. I'm not, not talking early, about when you, when you yeah. couldn't lose in the very beginning. I still think, yeah, even like 2017 or whatever, it's definitely, in my opinion, harder. But also, like, you got to admit, like, the tools are better. And so, like, if we admit the tools are better for people, um, he'll be back, obviously. If the tools are better, if the tools are better for people, like, just by logic, the games are tougher. Uh so I can talk more on that just because I think that helps me in a way from being okay. contrarian because everyone just plugs in the numbers, the projections. Like yeah. almost everyone that has these nice optimizers, Cruncher and RG and whatever site people use, I mean, they plug it in, put their projections, and they're not capable of thinking outside the box at all, which I think is one of my strengths. It might hurt me at times too. I'm assuming you're more numbers-based too because you just hammer those 150s and stuff, but – I'm just not as good at that as other people. I'm more strong at making slight adjustments to the projection and like seeing who 
I might be higher on than the, the average projections and maybe lower and kind of adjusting. But I think so many people just go in and just plug in the numbers and go with it. So that kind of helps me in a way. Yeah, maybe. It, but it also kind of raises the floor. Because even if they just yeah. plug in the numbers and go, it's like not. They're going to have a pretty good team. It's I, I agree with that. It's better than it was before. And like, but like the way you just described what you were doing is kind of like um, how I see everyone, everyone else doing it. Is so like basically you have like your guys who do their own thing, right? Pete is like I don't know the whistle goes woo guys, and then you have the other crew where they just make these small adjustments and stuff to what everyone else is doing somehow. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's not like they're not going in and building their own projections with regressions and running Sims or something. They're just coming up with ideas on how to trick the optimizer and giving it what they want. But like, I think that's kind of like everyone is doing in between those two levels of the Sim bros, the just plug and play dummies, and in between that, everyone's just trying to figure out their little tweaks, like yeah. ownership versus stack ownership, uh, you know, and all that type of shit. And they're just making up their own their own adjustments. At least that's how I picture everyone doing it. I, I agree with you completely. Yeah. So, like I th- like I said, like I don't see how now. Obviously, you can have a better uh, process in that middle tier than everyone else, <laughs> but I don't see how. Like, that still is all better than it was in 2017. Like in 2017, you didn't even need ownership probably. You didn't even need to think about yeah. it. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Do you do you get like you when you're doing your your streams, you guys get a lot of people watching your run pure streams. Do you do you get a lot of people tailing your plays to where you're more duplicated than you otherwise would be? <laughs> So uh, I am probably more transparent than almost anyone. <laughs> I basically, I mean, I don't give full teams and stuff, but I basically say what I'm going to do if you listen to the streams and kind of get it. There was two nights I can remember in basketball where one of the members beat me with my own team, basically, where the 2v2 or whatever was better than my 2v2. And, they, and the sick part is you guys know the structures. Like, it's 100K for first. It's 30K for second a lot of times. So when you see a membership, 100K, and you win 30, I mean, it is what it is, though. It's part of the business. And I think that's what makes us a little different at Run Pure. We're talking about what we're doing, and people definitely tail it. But football last year, I had one of my worst football seasons I've ever had. I just couldn't get anything going. And it was kind of the opposite. Obviously, when you're ice cold, people aren't going to tail as much because they're tilted and stuff. But since the heater this year has been pretty much the whole year, a lot more people tail for sure. <laughs> do you, I mean, it's obviously good when you're running hot, but do you feel, uh, you feel the pressure knowing that people are just going to be copying what you're doing, knowing that they want some of that heat. I don't ever feel pressure with that kind of stuff just because I'm so transparent that, uh, I mean, people see when I lose, when I win, that's why I get so mad when people like call me out too and like say you're scamming this or scamming that because it's just not true. Like when, when I'm winning, I just said like, during football, I didn't win anything in there. I don't know. I don't feel the pressure, but it is what it is. Of course, when you have bad nights, people get in there and talk shit and, oh, blah, 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 I lost all my money, this and that. But it's all part. I mean, when people win, you get probably more credit than you deserve too. Like, oh, Big T won me all this money where, yeah, I helped them win it, but they still had to make decisions on their own and go through their own process. 
So a big a big difference again, thinking about the changes and stuff where you could be right is uh, because of that top heavy structure. It wasn't as top heavy as it is now, and like that leans more towards being good with bankroll management. So like being a you know a gambler for a long time, you might have like a natural tendency to know when to reel it back or put twenty entries in instead of one hundred and fifty or something like that. And just someone who's not good or just playing the exact same strategy when the times have changed, they could go broke. You know, you could go broke a lot easier. So you might have been getting rid of uh, a few like average or slightly above average players through variance. It's definitely a possibility. No, I agree for sure. I mean, I've even I, I'm, I've fixed some of my leaks with that kind of stuff where I don't remember which year. It might have been 2017 where I had a huge year. And then dumped so much of it back just from playing above my head. And then this time, like after the Millie, people were all over me because they're like, why aren't you playing higher? And I'm just comfortable with the numbers I'm playing right now. So there's no reason really to – sure, I'll take more stabs and stuff. I'm not saying I don't. But on a normal basis, I'm pretty much playing the same thing I was playing before the big hits. I think that's important because I wouldn't have done that before. I mean, the last huge year I had – I thought I couldn't lose. I'm just overconfident, dumped a ton back, and I'm sure everyone has gone through that at some point in life. If you've gambled enough, right. you've definitely gone on the swings where you're like, ooh, I can't win no more. Yeah, I think it's this like kind of – it's not a fallacy, but I think it's a misinterpretation of bankroll management of, okay, you have a 5% edge. Here's a Kelly calculator. Here's how much you should bet. It's kind of like – that is the mathematically correct thing. Here's the problem, though. You never know how, what your edge is because the landscape in poker and, and uh, DFS and sports betting, I, I guess, is a little bit different. But you never know what your edge is going to be. Well, and even in sports betting, like say COVID happens, like, okay, where's your edge? Maybe home field advantage is different now. And maybe your, your projections are crap. Um, so, like, you can't just, like, go, okay – I want a million. I have a million dollar bankroll. So uh, let me look at Roto Tracker. I'm at you know a ten percent edge. Okay, I could bet this much now. It's like it doesn't work like that. Like, like it's a it's a constantly flux, you know, in cha uh, changing thing. Yeah, I agree. What uh, ha have you been getting much into uh the sports betting side of things, even from like a content standpoint? Or are you still just enjoy uh DFS the most? No, I've got into a bunch. I mean, obviously, more during football, I've got into it pretty big on our bet side. I haven't done a ton as far as baseball, just because I don't, I don't like to talk about stuff that I don't. Back to your original thing, where pressure. I don't like to talk a ton about stuff that I don't think I have a huge edge. <laughs> and betting baseball and stuff, I don't think I'll be a, a winner long-term. Sure, I can pick my spots and hit a game here and there that, that I like, but I don't know. I don't want to be – we have a good team too, so I don't really have to put that pressure on myself. We have guys that I think have proven to be winners long-term on the bet side that don't even play DFS. So – I don't know. I haven't dove that much into it. The only thing I really tout hard is like the some of the teasers for the NFL, which have been profitable for me for a long time. But besides that, I would say it's more just DFS for me. Yeah. I'm curious because one thing I feel like Brian and I talk a lot about too is, you know, the reasons people 
you know, sign up for sites. And obviously the most, the snap reaction is gonna be like, well, I want to make money. I want to be good at this, but I always think there's more to it, right? Like people want to be on a team. They want to, you know, feel like they're part of a tribe. What has been your experience with like run pure subs? What percentage of it is just, Hey, help me make money versus no, I want to hang out with you guys regularly. I think it's both. I think they really, Tommy G is the best at this, honestly. Like you can say what you want about Tommy, but what he did at Guru he had that mob mentality where everyone's with us. We're picking winners together. We're picking losers together. We're just in it together. And it's us against everyone else. And I think that we do that pretty good too at Run Pure where everyone feels a part of it. And a lot of it has to do with the discord. Like everyone's in there. You're talking about the plays. You're kind of rooting on similar stuff. If someone's in there being super negative about plays, the the mob is kind of getting on them, like talking about the long-term process and different things like that. I think it's more being a part of us than the winners, but obviously you got to have some winners too, or people aren't going to keep paying money to be in there. This this is kind of like a complicated thing. My on this show, we have said it a hundred times, like value subjective, and you know someone can make a stupid purchase of a shirt that costs five hundred bucks, that costs five cents to make, and it's yeah. none of your fucking business if they want to do that. And but like with the, uh, the 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 touting thing, it's it's a little bit hard because size and total, special NFL and stuff like that, like they're almost unbeatable. So like saying you got like an edge there is I think a li- is a little too much for my taste. But also, as we know, you guys first of all, you guys just alluded to one. People just want to be in the community, and so they don't give a shit if they're losing five cents a line. You know what I mean? Like it's not even that much to them in their overall the amount of money they make in their life. And also, you can fade someone. You can subscribe to their site and then fade them. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with any, uh, you know, any of these, these reasons. It doesn't have to be this kind of like Vegas Dave, you know, a hundred and oh guaranteed or nothing, nothing, you know, environment. Yeah. I mean, so many people, I think one of the underrated things is so many people don't, this is going to sound bad, but they don't care if they win. Honestly, they're doing it for fun. They're playing for between like five and a hundred bucks a day. They're literally treating it as fun. Yeah, they want to win. I'm not saying they want to lose on purpose, but they love getting in there. And just so many people don't know. They don't. They know they don't have an edge. They know they're not going to win by themselves. And you know what? Maybe they have a better chance with a site, whether it's Run Pure, whether it's Roto Grinders, whether it, whatever site it is. Maybe that gives them a slight better chance. I say the same thing about like State Kings. I know it was polarizing when I used to do it, and still guys like Brandon Adams and respected people do it. I don't have an issue anyone charging any up uh, uptick in the number because if someone's willing to pay it, how can you tell them that is not correct? What if, what if I want to buy a piece of Phil Homie for a 3.0 on the dollar? Yeah, technically it's a horrible purchase. It's Yeah, I'm not going to make money long term. But what if I want to be a part of him winning right. a bracelet? What if he banks it and wins $3 million? Then it's not a bad purchase. Like, I just think people are too – smart people are too infatuated with knowing it's a bad purchase and, like, overemphasizing to people when people might not care, honestly. Sure, if I told you you're for sure going to lose money, you're not going to do it, obviously. But that's not the case. I mean, well, you're not ever for sure going to lose. Depends on how much you're for sure going to lose because then I just bet yeah. the <laughs> Exactly. Well, Brian, it sounds like – do you, do you want to – 
Do you want to talk about your oppo betting? No. Or no? Okay. <laughs> But um, like, let's say uh, MMA's uh, it's just MMA slate, and you don't, you're not a big MMA fan, but you know you're gonna watch all the fights. It's like fucking yeah. feed me, feed me some better so I can. I'm gonna bet on these. I have no idea what I'm doing. Just feed me some of that. I don't care. Is a total reasonable thing to do for five bucks or whatever you're 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 paying per day or week or whatever. Like it's then there's it's it, it's like this uh, the Vegas Dave I think type of um, person out there that really hurts that really hurts just like any sort of um, like credibility for all these sites. Um, uh, the, there was a comment I wanted to address, but I didn't want to derail uh, the conversation uh, up higher. Pete is uh, yeah. Sam deal, uh, big T blocked him. So for liking my <laughs> pure shit sports, so that, first of all, that was a, that was a bit. So uh, 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 Ben, the better in me when we were having our, our little, little, uh, uh, which I was gonna bet on you, by the way. Yeah, that's right. He he said he said he said he would never work for Awful Mole, uh, and uh, and he made fun of yours. And I was like, so I responded. I'm like, Awful funny. The 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 run pure one was wasn't funny. I'm like, he should have done something on pure, like pure shit. And then uh, and then DC goes run, <laughs> right? Wasn't it that? And then DC comes in and says. Uh, uh, pure shit sports. I can work for that company. And so I was just playing <laughs> off of uh, DC's line. Well, uh, Sam, you can make your case back to Big T. It might. It seems like you might have done something else, Sam. It might have been something no. else. I mean, who knows what it is? It could have just been. I don't usually block people unless they just literally are just being negative for no reason and just – I'm a positive person. I, as long, and I don't care about this. People can talk trash all they want. That's different. In my mind, there's a difference between trash talk and just like just being a dick. Yeah. And if you're just going to be a dick, then I'm just going to block you and I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> going back to that idea of, you know, people just wanting to be a part of, of a tribe and that stuff. How do you reconcile that with? Because I I gave you shit for it for the screenshots because that's that's what sells. Like that's what gets people yeah. in the door. We all know that that's the marketing. Is it possible to market the like? Hey, our Discord's super fun. There's gonna be some winners and losers, but we're gonna have a great time. Like, how do you accurately portray what you're actually offering? I wish we could do it better, honestly, because this is just the truth. Like, I think our Discord. Because I'm, I've been in the Roto Grinders one. I've been in the Daily Roto uh, Slack chat or whatever it was. I've been in ours. Ours is the best for sure. I mean, we have so many people in there that aren't coordinators. I mean, RBX, who you guys have talked to, he's won three millies. He's in there. I mean, you have all kinds of people in there that are super profitable people talking about the sports. I mean, I wish I could somehow convey it better because so many people think it's like a scam in their head. And it's just honestly not true. Yeah. If you think you're going to sign up for Run Pure and just automatically win by looking at the cores and the, the projections and whatever else, that's not the truth. You got to have your own system. You got to know how to put it all together in your own way. But I promise you, 100%, without a doubt in my mind, if you sign up for 80 freaking bucks a month, which is not that much if you're playing every day. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. 
and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay. You will be a better player. I guarantee it. Like, I, I wish I could convey that better. There's no way you're not a better player. If you get in there and you want to get better and you actually try to learn from what people are saying and form it into your own way. Like, I, anyone, I would argue with anyone because I know you're going to be a better. Even if you, yeah, you don't like someone's plays, one of our coordinators, you think they suck. Maybe you go the other way, like Rick's talking about, where maybe you have some sort of fate. Use it however you want, but I promise you, there's no way you're not a better player if you are using the Discord and the site how you should. Brian, do you are you hanging out in any Discords? What what's your Discord like these days? Not 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 very active. My Discord, I mainly have been in the Lulz Discord on your channel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I'm with you, Big T. I I didn't. I started my Discord like last uh, October, I think, and I I always thought it was just like this gaming platform for people i know rg had one too but i i like didn't see the appeal of it and now it's almost like fully replaced twitter for me is where like i want to hang out during the day uh, there's just so much good stuff in there there is i mean there's people in our discord literally from start to finish every day breaking down pitching matchups and whatever there, there's so much crap in there on top of just gifts making fun of people different things that bring everyone together then at the end of the night everyone's posting their screenshot it's funny you say it's like twitter because it is in a way i mean there's people posting screenshot upon screenshot every single night in there almost showing off to the people just in the run pure crew where it does kind of replace twitter in a way it's it's a more like hyper localized Twitter. It's like let's filter out all the trolls and create some barrier of entry for people who actually want to be here. You can you can still get trolls, but for the most part, like if you're getting into a server and spending time in there, you want to be there. And the good part is too, like obviously it's my site and well, a couple of our sites, but if there's people in there just crazy, just trolling, just being dicks. You just kick them out. <laughs> like, you can't kick people off Twitter. Like, it, it, it brings more community together in there. And, it, I mean, we don't have, like, some absurd amount, but we got over, what, like 3,000 people in there. And for the most part, I'd say it's 95% all positive people trying to help each other. What kind of – have you had to intervene with any moderator <laughs> scenarios? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, have definitely had a few. I even had that when I first, because we, we merged when we first started with your DFS playbook, which was a smaller site that AP ran. And there was an MMA guy that was a, was a coordinator, and he was talking, like, all kinds of shit, and I had to kick him out. Like, in the beginning, shit was one of the first things, uh, first things we did was ship his ass out of there. It's always MMA, guys. 
<laughs> I think I like made fun of him or something because he literally would just hedge every single fight. Like you know how these a lot of these touts are like that. Like oh, you, if this if it goes to the mat, this guy's gonna win. If it stands up, this guy's gonna win. And they do it every fight. And then at the end of the night, they like victory lap every fight on top of it. It's like you didn't take any stands. Like you didn't say anything. Uh. It, 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 I, he sounds like one of the guys that lists uh, his score of the round after every single round of all 14. <laughs> it probably was. You know, posting your uh, your records, I don't know if you do this, but posting your records is pretty, I think, is good, is good business either way because uh, yeah. Sports Insights does it. And, um, and I've, I don't know if I've ever used their pick. I think I've probably used a couple of their picks. But they've also their college basketball model, whatever, whatever was garbage this year. And at a point, they were like eighteen and fifty-three, and they kept pumping out like, "Here, here's our, here's our picks, here's our record." And I just started op- oppo betting them, and uh, <laughs> won some money there too. It's like, okay, you guys probably haven't figured something out this year, but you might be completely so bad that it might be profitable the other way. And if you know, you get up to like, what, what's the? There's a new site called. Um, Oh God, uh, Bet Stamp, I think, right? Bet Stamp, where they they track people's, they track touts picks and stuff like that. You could and they they monitor it because they know exactly what the lines are in your area and what you can what you can put in at that specific time. And they track their records and their ROIs and everything. And it's all all public information. And so I don't know. I think like uh, if I had some sort of site for some reason like that, I would definitely go down go down that route. Because even if you suck. I still think you can make it make money off it. Well, that's the whole I feel it was like when Action Network launched their app and they were starting to tether like their touts to their records within the app. And I, I feel like it again it goes back to this kind of like marketing thing where it's you know the the Rovells and the big personalities are what pull people in, but they're not professional sports bettors and they're going to have losing records. And then it's like often your best sports bettors are the ones laying low, hammering the line early. And it's like, where do you find that happy medium of being transparent, showing the truth while also like making sure you have big marketing personalities that can pull people in. I feel like it's so tough with sports betting to do that. To show it all, show it all. And here, here's, you can beat the smaller markets. Like there's ways to beat the smaller markets. There's steam plays. Like this stuff will get you banned if you just hammer prop bets and steam plays and stuff like that. But like you can still you can there are still ways you could be profitable better without being Rufus Peabody. But you're right. Like Rufus Peabody's not gonna give you his picks, and once he gives you his picks, the the juice is the edge is gone because he's he he bet it all out and everyone's following him, the lines are changing. But like yeah, that is the, I think the happy medium of just show all your picks. If you're gonna have the if you're gonna have the Aaron Roval, just fucking track them. Who cares? It's fun, you know what I mean. Just pu- put it out there, and the and maybe separate it somehow because like your your prop bet guys or whoever's doing your projections or something like that, you should be able to beat those. So until unless they start getting better at a decent clip, so you can still have some winning bets. You can have just the transparency of of the guys betting for fun to tail you to to oppo bet you whatever. I I. I I think that's that's the way to go. Yeah, just lean just lean into it. That lean, lean into it. And and I think that's that's the key, right? Because a lot of people like I don't think a Rovell wants to admit that he's bad at sports betting, right? Where some will be like, 
hey, I'm bad. Like these are my like I know um uh there's this guy who's one of the underdog guys. Uh I forget he used to be on Barstool and it's like the one of the things he does is like fade Tyler, where it's like he puts out his picks. He's like, please do the opposite of me, similar to the oppo betting stuff. And you're leaning into that dynamic. And I think it's people not every tout has the I don't know, the stomach to be like, I'm so bad at this. Do the opposite of what I'm doing. Yeah, but I would definitely go that way. And then like, okay, fine. Let's say the Roval's on your team and he doesn't want to admit it. Make fun of him on the other shows. <laughs> like, just be totally transparent. Like, like, yeah. And and like, here's his record for the year. He's 30 and 55. He's he's garbage, you know? But like, there are, mar- you can still like, I think, play both sides where if you can, if you can beat props in smaller markets, then you can show winning records there. You could show the losing even whatever, losing the VIG records for somebody else, and you could show someone who's just got got awful. And I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna kill you. I would instead of doing the whole like in between, you know, Vegas Dave, and we're never gonna talk about losing. You know, anywhere in between there, like I would just do it totally transparent. Somebody's got it. Somebody's got to do that eventually. What do you think, Big T? Is it possible to do sharp but also entertaining sports betting content? I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm just stroking our site, but like we, we can go to our handicappers on the Rump Your Bet side, and they have all the records, and some of them are losing records. Like I got the spreadsheet up right now. Any any customer can look at them. Every single person has their record since we started. I mean, you got just looking at just the bets, people. Nothing else. I mean, you got one guy. Down 11 units. You got one guy up 73 units. One guy down three units. One guy down 14 units. So, like, literally every single bet. It's basically what you guys are saying. Like, it's totally transparent. Every single day they go in there and they put them up. And I think, I mean, you guys probably know Uncle Dunkle who on Twitter who, well, Pete, you definitely know him from the RG yeah. days. And he's the most transparent dude you can have, like, I've never met anyone that when he's on a heater, sports bet wise, he won't say anything, and when he's losing, he overtouts it. Like, oh, I, I lost ten straight, or I've lost. Like, he goes the opposite way almost of how I think I would sell it. Well, when I'm on a heater, I'm going to tell everyone. When I'm on a cold streak, I'm going to be a little more quiet. He does it the opposite, and I think as crazy as it sounds, like our bets team does it that way, whereas our DFS team is more like me, where we're going to let you know when we do good is <laughs> the opposite. I mean, I, I would, con- I would consider going on that bet stamp site just for like the third party transparency. Maybe yeah. you know, it's, it might be too much work, but I, I guess if they're in your employees, you can tell them to put in the extra time. Yeah. But and like, it would help because people will believe it. Right. Like uh, just because it's in our spreadsheet, people still might be like, right. Oh, it's not, you can do this and that. And you can, eh, well, of you course. Can. I, I mean, honestly, yeah. like you could put it in at 140 on a site. No one can get or something, or you can, yeah. you, you put it in like, like you were going to bet it and it changed to 130, and you're like, ah, fuck, I'm just going to put 140. Cause that's when I was looking at it an hour ago. Of course. You know, shit like that, or yeah, or, or and you do that like, a couple of times, you can skew the numbers for sure. I, I get it completely. Yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. it again. I wish it could be. Yeah, well, we should check out that site honestly because yeah. I want to be transparent. I like I said, I consider myself one of the more transparent people. I'm not trying to fool anyone. I think our bets team is the same way. So anything we can do to prove that, and I'm not saying we're going to win. None of our bets team is like we're going to win you. 500 units this year 
all they say is the same thing I'm going to say is we're going to hopefully make you a better wager or whatever the hell the word is for it. And maybe you win, maybe you lose, but you're going to have some fun and we're going to give you a chance at least. I, I think that is kind of like a little space in, in, the, in the world right now. Uh, being a uh, marketing expert as I am, like not knowing what the fuck I'm talking about, like, but like the, the whole um, everyone in the DFS world kind of just got into sports betting without like a specific plan at all. You know what I mean? So I feel like you can, uh, you can kind of capitalize on that. You know what I mean? And that could be like a Vegas Dave approach, but obviously that's not what I would do. And I would think if you like someone puts in the work, complete transparency with some combination of some sharp plays in the, in the smaller markets, a teaching the fish type of approach too. like, here's how you, here's how you price lines. Here's how you, you know what I mean? And you're probably not going to beat NFL sides on Sunday at, you know, 12 o'clock. You know, so like, uh, like just being that, and like, here's our third party cross reference. You know, have at it. Like, instead of like before, like everyone's just kind of just advertising. Here's our DFS guy. He's going to give you three three bets now, because sports betting's legal in seven states. Like yeah. that's it seemed like there was no plan by anybody. You know, except Tons of sites the, the bigger ones too. bought. The bigger ones bought and merged together, like Sports Insights and. Fantasy Labs and Action Network and shit. They, they just bought someone who's already been doing it. Yes. So Big T, you could this summer, no NFTs for you, no best ball drafts for you, just pure DFS giblets day in day out. <laughs> yeah, I have not done a single thing with NFTs. I've not done any best balls. Yeah, just DFS for me. I, I really just don't have any. Oh, like I said, I. I consider myself pretty transparent. I don't think I have anything I don't think I can win at. I just don't really mess with. And I don't know as much about NFTs as other people. Some of my friends, I mean, uh, Pete, Pete Jennings, CSU is one of my best friends. I like him a lot. He's super into it, obviously. Doesn't mean I have to be super into it. I just don't know that much about it. Obviously, I think it's a good investment long term because so many sharp people are into it. I just don't know where I fit into that. One of the reasons I think I'm good at DFS and sports stuff is I like it, and it's not work to me. I don't know. I, with the other stuff, it's more I just don't understand it, and I don't know if I'm very good at it. What about crypto, Bitcoin or anything? I got I got Bitcoin, and during the, the big spike when everybody kind of got into it, I lost a decent chunk just because I got in probably at the ceiling, just wanted to get in. I've messed around and I've done pretty good since the, since the initial spike and then drop. Like, I don't know when that was, what, a couple years ago, three, whatever the initial, when deep brain chain was up to 60 cents and I thought I was a genius with empire. And then it went down to one cent and I lost a bunch of money, but I think I've done decent since then really just Bitcoin and Ethereum now though. I got a decent amount in there. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that that's the thing, right? I mean, I understand too, especially for, you know, best ball, you know, you're tying up your money for a long time when you could be turning that over in daily, daily slates. I guess it's probably a different conversation of should I put some of that money in these investments too, that are going to steadily rise yeah. over time. That's a little different than best ball. Well, after a lot of yeah. After Big T's heater, he doesn't really need that. He has a bankroll. He doesn't have to. <laughs> he doesn't have to uh, take his crypto out and bet it daily on daily fantasy. 
he's he's probably fine. <laughs> it's been a fun year, I'll say that much. Do you, do you th- do you, did you consider yourself on a heater at you know during that like period there for whatever two three months? Yeah, I mean, so like I said, football. I literally had it was weird because two years ago I had my best year ever. Then last year I had my worst year ever, where I lost. I didn't win. I literally didn't win a single NFL week. At least I didn't win more than like maybe break even, like you win a little bit. I didn't have any weeks. And then this year, yeah, it, it all started last year with the Super Bowl. I had my first ever losing six figure day in the two years ago Super Bowl. And then this year, right around there, I had a hundred k hit, which felt kind of good because it was exactly one year after I lost the hundred k, and then it just kind of snowballed. And yeah, I considered it a heater, and then the millie, and then the hits just kept coming to where eventually you hope maybe it's not a heater and you're just doing good. But I, like I said, I still don't think I'm overconfident. I'm still grinding just as hard and just trying because I know what can happen. The minute you get overconfident. <laughs> it can go the other way in a hurry. How, I saw how this Negranu. Uh, sorry, Pete. I, I saw this Negranu uh, Polk pod the other day. I don't know if anyone watched it. And uh, Doug Polk and uh, Negranu said one of his teachers during the the heads up challenge uh, did a simulation of two heads up poker players uh, who were exactly equal in straight, you know, in, in ability. And he sent it a whole bunch of times. And the peak amount of losses, uh, 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 buy-ins, was 600. So at some point through all these simulations, one guy who was that equal to someone else was 600 buy-ins down to somebody else. So like for when I played back in the day for a living, 40 buy-ins, six max, no limit, was 40 buy-ins is what I would basically keep online. Everything over that is profit. You know what I mean? Unless I'm moving up in stakes or something, trying to move up. So, like, that just gives you, like, 40 buy-ins back then was, like, that's enough. I'm never going to go broke. Obviously, the games were a lot easier back then. But, like, um, it, it was no whole, whole, not PLO. PLO, I would say you probably need, like, 100 or something even back then. But, like, so I don't know what that is. Uh, what is that? 10, 20, times, 20 times over going broke. So, like, th- my point being is – like the swings in GPP DFS are so fucking huge. It doesn't, it doesn't mean, it doesn't necessarily mean you're, uh, doesn't necessarily mean you're good or bad. I think it, I think in general though, like it definitely means like you're, it's, it's nearly impossible to run, you know, sun run for so long. It's nearly impossible. It's just like, you can't just win a hundred K every two weeks. And how do you explain it? Unless you're Vegas Dave or the one of, or the one of the Burrito Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you completely. I, I mean, it just is what it is for sure, and you just don't know. Like you see, you know how many nights, literally, maybe you win a you win a huge tournament because of some lucky pivot, maybe, or some guy hits the bomb instead of hits the wall, or when you're when you're on the cold streaks, you never get those breaks. When you're on the heaters, you don't realize it, but you're getting a lucky one here. And it's way closer of a line than you think. I mean, in NFL, maybe maybe you get the late touchdown, 70-yard Derrick Henry run or something that gets you over the top, where when you're on a cold streak, you don't get that. And it's such a closer line than anyone could really. And I, I think that's one, one thing you learn. I mean, from you playing poker and now DFS and just gambling in general, 
The swings. If you can handle the swings, you can win doing this. A lot of people can't handle the swings. And when they go on those losing streaks, it'll break them, and they might never recover from it. It's not It's not even just the mental aspect, but that's definitely part of it. There's guys who are probably better than us who went broke. Not be and not because they did not because they couldn't mentally handle the swings, just because it's it's just such a fuck. They were the one who hit the six hundred buy in downswing. It, it I guarantee you there's monsters who aren't playing because they were just unlucky for the first year they played. I guarantee it's happened. And then or what, the monsters just, that or the monsters that tried to dump it off all off in hockey for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who was that? I'm not following that one. No, Max Dollary, right? Like he he was rolling along, and then he decided he wanted to max enter all the hockey and dump all his money to everybody. Is that what happened? I I thought it was heads up. I thought he was he was. Uh, I mean, it, you probably know more than me. I know a lot of it was hockey though. Where he's getting just yeah. smashed. That was so long ago. It's it's pretty crazy that that was that long ago. That I can't even remember it. But I also thought he was like playing heads up. He had like a heads up. Condia, right? Condia was heads up. Maybe I'm mixing them yeah. up. Yeah, no, he's the one that cleaned Condi out, and then I think other people cleaned him out. Yeah, yeah. Testosterone. It doesn't matter. The testosterone to take all of uh, Sahil's money. What a uh, big T. What's what's your biggest pet peeve on uh, DFS Twitter these days? What's the bee in the bonnet? I hate probably the the negativity is what gets me the most. I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example, but. The negativity definitely bothers me the most. It did, just like, in general. Yeah, I'm not as plugged into DFS Twitter in the off season, but it it does seem like a very uh, a crew of curmudgeons for sure. Like what? Yeah, go ahead. I think for you two, specifically BT, Big T, or just anyone in general, as soon as you start selling something, they come out. They come out of the woods. Yeah, yeah. They're like, ah, oh, he's selling something. Oh, Pete hasn't had. Pete hasn't had. You know, yeah. we we talked about this mentality on the show. Yeah, a bunch. I'm of good with it too, honestly. Like, you're not gonna people look at the shame. Oh yeah. Well, and I think just in general, like you said, just by the nature of DFS, not everyone wins. Most people lose, and a lot of people are going to be on these long losing streaks to where everyone's just pissed off and angry the majority of the time online. And I think that's the worst people are the ones that sign up and just think they're automatically going to win for their 80 bucks a month. Like those are the people that are the hardest to deal with for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we were talking about with Ricky D last week too, is just like the mental tolls like gambling and DFS really take on you. And if you don't have a healthy, uh, whether it's a mechanical, like robotic relationship with it, or just a very zen approach, I, I think you're going to probably turn into a pretty cr- crummy person if you're not checking yourself. Yeah, I have a, I have a whole rebuttal for Ricky D. I'm, I've been I've been mulling over, but I'm not going to do it. We don't have enough time. But like like I think gamblers get a bad rap, and I think gambling in general gets a bad rap. Uh, gambling's entertainment, and it's not much different than. Uh, uh, movies or something like that, and we're just a cog in the system. But like, um, you know, and everyone just kind of generally thinks that it's just like the the wild wild west gambling casino where you're getting ripped off and gambling's attacks on stupid people and shit like that. And so, uh, I think if it was a different industry, maybe we'd have different a different opinion on it. But yeah, 
Uh, you gotta you gotta respect it though. I I totally get where he's coming from and agree with it. His general thesis though. Yeah. Do you think gamblers get a bad rap, Big T? I've known. I mean, I, I was in poker for ten years before DFS too. I don't think they get a bad rap. The ones that I mean, some do, but for the most part, the people that get bad raps have earned it <laughs> through doing stuff they shouldn't do or dumping money or owing money to people. I mean, I could say a thousand different stories of different things that have happened. Most of the time, people earn it. Sure, there's tons of times people maybe get a rap they didn't deserve, but that's just the the minority of the situations, I think. I'm at gambling in general, not like gamblers, just, you know, or specific gamblers. But like, obviously, like in Hollywood, there's plenty of people who've done some pretty shitty things, but no one looks down at the entertainment industry, you know what I mean? But lots of people just look down at the gambling industry. I would say that's the, that's the consensus view is like, it's just a degen thing, right? Where it's really yeah. just an, an entertainment choice. You don't, you don't expect to get anything back after you pay for a movie. Why would you expect to get anything back if you're paying, you know, like, uh, I, I got a whole, a whole, a whole rant. I'm still mulling over on this stuff. Do you- T, do you think uh, DFS needs more of the like the Granu Hulk feud heads up matches, kind of like what we got with the Osimo and Empire Maker stuff, or or do you think uh, we don't need that kind of spotlight? I'm always for that stuff. I, I think the battles like that are good for it overall. I mean, I don't really see how, as long as they stay good natured, like they did, Osimo and Empire both did it. I think they both handled it for the most part good. I mean, obviously there was some some trash talk, but I think it's always always a good thing, and I don't really see a downside to it. What's the downside to it? No, I don't. It's not that there's downside. It's just like, do we? It's almost like we we need more of it. But there's just like yeah. the way DFS kind of. I don't know. There's something about poker that I think makes it a little more outspoken. Poker's more of like a head heads up thing too. You can kind of do it easier in the poker yeah. world. Where, yeah. Like if someone challenged me right now, like I don't want to play someone heads up. Like I'd yeah. rather just play the tournaments. Like, well, let's just play the tournaments for the next month and see who makes more money. But, and then who cares? Cause we're going to make the money anyways. I don't know. Like in poker, you can always do it for the most part. Oh, I want a nerds versus jocks head-to-head here. <laughs> As we both just said, heads up, stupid. It's <laughs> poker. I would rather play a heads up poker challenge against Big T. Oh, I'm sure you would. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know yeah. how. I haven't played a hand since 2011. Yeah. So you can. I like your chances. No, I like okay. your chances for sure. That I mean, I, I'm not bad, but I can almost. I don't want to play poker. That I was joking. Yeah. I, the last thing I want to. <laughs> T, how long ago does the RG Poker Open seem? That seems like four lifetimes ago. It feels like a very long time ago, for sure. <laughs> There's yeah. been a lot of stuff that's happened since then. Yeah, that night, uh, you mentioned Tommy G. Tommy G came on to the into the stream. Were you on the stream when he came on at the end? I think I'm the one that got him on, maybe, or Chop did, maybe. No, one of us did, but yeah, that was <laughs> that was a crazy night. Um, well, T, we uh, appreciate you hopping on with us tonight, despite being uh, on yeah. vacation. Uh, it was good to uh, chop it up with you, man. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. Whenever you guys want, I'll come and talk about whatever. All right. Sounds Thanks good. for having me. Yeah, man. We'll, uh, we'll let you go and uh, enjoy the rest of your golf uh, debauchery. Thanks, guys. Have fun. Thanks for having me. Peace out. All right, Brian, any any final words here before we uh we get out of here?
No, I was uh, I was just about to grill him on his process, but we we, yeah, we ran you, out of time. You save that for one minute left of the show. <laughs> I figure I feel that's all it would have taken. <laughs> wow. Okay. Come, Come on, on. I'm, I'm busting try, balls. Try I'm busting balls. Start, and then you know you wait till the guest is off to get your good jokes in. <laughs> I was busting balls, but I'm, we know he's not. Uh, he he's a he's not a um, a numbers guy, as he says all the time. He's not an adjunct professor at he's not, University of Connecticut. He's not a part-time professor at the University of Connecticut, no. Um, all right, guys. If you guys want to continue to book yourself on Lulz uh, and you either have over 5,000 Twitter followers per siege or you've won a Millie Maker, <laughs> those are kind of the bars of entry. <laughs> And we're 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 getting we're actually getting backed up on some of the requests to come on. So and we we want to do ones by ourselves occasionally. I mean, yeah, yes, but uh, I don't know, Brian. You're a hot ticket. You got all these guys are sliding into your DMs, not mine. Um, did you slide into Whistle Goes Woo's DM or did he? No, someone tracked out his email for us. Remember his Yukon email, and then I cold called his email. <laughs> um and we gotta do you know what we could do is the the ufc thing eventually yeah we keep saying we got to do that i know but that way we can get a bunch of guys on at once yeah yeah we'll figure it out we'll figure it out um all right guys we're back uh by the way for uh the run the sims the um there's still the free projections right now for season long, but the bundle deal at 200 with promo code P is going to end on August 1st. It's going to go up $50. So if you know you were planning on using those tools this season, you get the bankroll tracker with that. You can lock that in now for $200. That link is down below. I'm also going to be giving away one of those tomorrow on the randomizer stream with Pat Mayo to a randomizer box owner. Uh, but yeah, we'll be having lots more about run the Sims coming. Brian, I can feel it today on the swole cast. I realized six weeks until we would be in week one mode. Oh man. I haven't, I haven't done anything on my NFL stuff. Not one thing yet. You but Pete, cracking. Bromo code. Bromo. I like it. I do really like that. <laughs> Is good. I'm I'm kind of upset that I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Bromo code Pete. All right, guys, sign up for right. the Sims with Bromo code Pete. I'm Bromo code Pete. He's Bromo Brian Hooper. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now.
Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.